BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. The Seed for Well People started when I was at NARS, and a lot of it was driven by my clients. So a woman would be in my chair, or I'd be doing a private makeup session, and she'd be like, Shirley, because remember, this was, you know, 13, 14 years ago. Shirley, what's a paraben? I had no idea. Shirley, what's, why is mineral oil bad for me? That's a buzzword right now. What is that? What is up with that? I had no idea. I was never trained on ingredients. I was trained to teach you how to sell it, to do it, to use it, to come up with the most beautiful wing liner or the, the most trendy smoky eye. But I was never, ever trained to look at ingredients. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey everyone, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. It's episode 77 today. Wow, we're getting up there in numbers. Yeah, and how many founders have we interviewed at this point? Oh my gosh, a lot. We have a whole collection of Polaroids yeah, ready to frame. We do. And today we have another special founder episode. Yes, we have Shirley Pinkson. She's the co-founder of Well People, which is an all-natural color cosmetics company. So Shirley is the makeup artist of the three, and she comes from some pretty serious makeup pedigree. She started out at MAC, but she was a longtime trainer at NARS, and she actually assisted Francois NARS himself for many, many years. Her co-founders are a cosmetic dermatologist by the name of Renee Snyder and a self-professed tree hugger, James Walker. He's the marketing brains behind Well People. So the aesthetic behind this brand, would you say is it's definitely like minimal? Yeah. You're going to pick it up. There's a lot of neutral palettes. Yes. I would say a lot of browns and easy to wear pinks and peaches. Even though Shirley herself has a NARS background, I wouldn't say you're going to find those like bold in your face lipstick colors. There's no scap or yeah. Shop, however you would say that. Um, no red square uh, yet, but I think also the packaging itself is very minimalist. Everything is yeah. kind of a slight gray and nothing is too in your face. Flashy or anything. Yeah. It's really reminiscent of NARS, of course, a lot of the product types. It's clear you draw the the line between NARS products yeah. and the Well People products. Yeah, Defin some of them. Definitely yeah. the multi-use cream sticks. That one for sure <laughs> is reminiscent of the iconic The Multiple, yeah. quote unquote, The Multiple. And some of the names are, you know, like you'll hear Narcissist both from both brands. Yeah. Um, well People is really meant to be makeup that's good for your skin. And that's evident from some of the ingredients. They have organic aloe and chamomile and green tea and a lot of their products. And I think what's cool, though, is that even though they even have essential oils, but they're hypoallergenic and non-comedogenic. And I think that really 
the fact that they have a dermatologist on their team in-house yeah. really speaks to the fact that it's designed to be non-irritating, great for sensitive skin types. Yeah. And- There's even squalene in some of the makeup, which really surprised me when you're starting to read the ingredients list. Yeah. And I love that it says it's free from parabens, coal tar, synthetic fragrance, phthalates, dimethicone, and the list goes on. And the, at the end, it also says it's free of bad mojo. <laughs> <laughs> and celebrities really love this brand too. I know that Shailene Woodley was quoted in the New York Times recently. Of course, she's one of the stars of Big Little Lies. Obsessed. And um, she's a big fan of the brand's eyeliner. She likes to draw on a chunky line and smudge it all around with her finger. There you go. So let's get into the bestseller from Well People. Well, according to the detox market, it's definitely the expressionist mascara. It's won awards from both Allure and Elle. So it is a defining mascara and it's designed to get at each and every lash and it uses mineral pigments to get a deep black because it doesn't use any coal tar or anything like that. So I have to be honest though, I really wanted to love this mascara, but I just don't get the hype. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it went everywhere on me. And I mean, it's not uncommon because I do have fairly long eyelashes Mm -hmm. and I have hooded eyelids that I will get smudging up there, but it even smudged down below my eyes. I had panda eyes by the end of the day. Well, it's such a personal thing, mascaras. We've discussed Mm -hmm. so many times on this show. Yeah. Especially natural ones. It's just that final frontier where people are just trying to nail that formula and it's not easy. Yeah. To do. Totally. And I was reading some of the reviews, people who have sensitive eyes and tend to tear a lot. Yeah. um, Liked this product. I just personally couldn't get it to go even when I used a primer. But they are coming out with a volumizing mascara in September. So that will obviously give more of a dramatic effect. And wouldn't that be cool if it was like long wearing natural mascara? I think that long wear, that's still a tough one to crack in the natural space. Definitely. So I do want to zone in on my favorite products, to be fair, because I do think that this brand has a lot going for it. And I do think also it's just unrealistic to think that you're going to come across a line of organic or all natural makeup products and love every single thing in the line. I think you need to cherry pick well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Even in conventional makeup, yeah. how, how rare is it to find, okay, I'm Smashbox is my brand and that's all I'm going yeah. to use. You know, it doesn't happen. You Absolutely. know, everybody loves to build their own makeup bag. Absolutely. So for me, the unicorn of this line is the nudist multi-use cream sticks that we mentioned earlier. So this is kind of an all-natural dupe of the multiple. In the Well People range, it comes in three shades, uh, nude peach, nude rose, and nude berry. And the price is $23.99 US and $33 Canadian. Okay, so today I'm wearing the Nude Berry, and um, it says you can use it on cheek, eyes, and lips. Now, in the summertime, I always like to swap out my powder blush for cream blush, so this Mm. was really easy for me to get to use. I just think it gives you more of a natural glow. It's dewy. It kind of works with what's happening in the weather, and it just looks natural and gorgeous, but I was a bit hesitant to use it on my eyes, Mm -hmm. especially. I used it on my lips. Why? Because it was berry? color? Yeah. The colors that it comes in are just kind of colors that I wouldn't necessarily normally put on my eyes. Mm -hmm. Like this sort of nudie peach rose and berry. Like I'm used to wearing more browns and that kind of thing. But to my surprise, it actually looked really good. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing it right now. And it kind of... the berry color. Yeah. You know why this really works for you? Just as an aside, Mm -hmm. is because of your eye color is like hazel. So there's that contrast. Yes. And I just think like 
that's what's happening in makeup right now so much more too. Like we, we just saw the new fall palette as a preview for like Pixie where it was so many pinks and berries and yeah. like reds. And so that's kind of on trend right now. And also the monochromatic look that we always see on Instagram. Yeah. Honestly, I love it. This kind of multi-use stick is the easiest way to do it and make it harmonious. Yeah. One thing that I do want to say, since we are comparing to, you know, an icon, this one is more of a sheer matte finish. So right. It's going to give you like a creamy but dewy finish. There isn't any shimmer in it. Mm -hmm. So it's very different that way. Yeah. I tried the bronzer version of mm -hmm. this stick, the Bio Bronzer Cream. And I think we should mention the size of this is a little bit smaller than maybe you would see in the multiple, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. They're only about two inches high. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I prefer it because yeah. you never get to the bottom of a a huge product anyway, or like, you know, I just like these for travel too. Yeah. And I mean, one thing people might not think about, but if there's no chemical preservatives in it, maybe it needs to be small so that yeah. it's not going to go bad on you. That's especially a cream product. Right. I really liked this too. I thought for all the same reasons that you said, it's just a really blendable bronze formula that you don't feel like an orange freak when you're wearing it. Mm -hmm. Blends really, really beautifully. It's a very natural bronze look and it's, I think, a good color for contouring on fair skin as well. And um, did you try this one? I did. I am actually wearing both of them today. I oh, blended, blended them. So I started by using the bronzer as a contour and I agree with you. It doesn't have any orangey tone to it. So it just gives you like a straight sort of milk chocolate tone. Yeah. And um, even though it went on really dark at first, it just completely blended in. And then I used the blush on the apple of my cheek on top of it. Yeah. And I also blended both shades on my eyelid and I love it. This is the type of bronzer you could put on in the back of a, an Uber, no problem. It's yeah. like very foolproof. Yeah. Very easy to use. It does only come in one shade. Mm -hmm. If they were to branch out, that can only be a good thing. Absolutely. So let's talk about some news that's happening with this brand. Yeah. So I think they've been around for 11 years, as we said, and they are branching out to some new retail outposts. They've been at Target, they've been at Whole Foods, they've been at stores like Detox Market, but this year, they're also heading into Ulta stores. Yeah, by the end of the year. So that's really exciting. And I think that just speaks to the fact that more and more people are looking for products like this. So it's kind of entering this mass market, yeah. which is great. Let's get into our interview with Shirley. She really is the visionary behind the brand. And in this episode, you're going to hear Shirley recall her moments working with the legendary Francois Nars and the lessons that she really took from that experience. She's also going to share with us what it's like to start a business with friends and keep those friends after 11 years and some of her top clean beauty musts. Uh, my name is Shirley Pinkson, and I am the co-founder of Well People, and we are a plant-based beauty line that's completely built on performance. So where are you from? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I grew up military, so I moved every two years growing up. I kind of call my heart home, Austin, Texas. Uh, that's where my family resides. That's where I started my business. Uh, my chosen home is in Brooklyn, New York, and that's where I live with my wife and my son. Now, how does a military kid get into makeup, makeup <laughs> artistry? How did that happen? <laughs> it, it's kind of a long, drawn-out story. I wasn't exactly the daughter that my father expected, and um, super, super creative, little rebellious, wanted to do my own thing. And when you have a lieutenant colonel for a dad, that's... That, that, 
that's challenging for him. And I totally get that now that I have my son. <laughs> and I'm probably going to get my payback without a doubt. <laughs> okay, how old? Um, for just so he's know. two. Oh, oh yeah. You're, and my coming. payback's already started with this <laughs> at two. So I'm bracing myself. But, um, you know, I went to school, funny enough, and majored in psychology at UT Austin. And I was doing makeup to pay my way through school. And kind of fell in love with makeup and retail and just the constant change and evolution of it that, um, you know, the makeup stuck and the yeah. retail stuck and the psychology did too. I kind of use it every day anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's where my passion started. Yeah. And so I've been a makeup artist now for about 27 years. And what was the first makeup more? counter that you worked at? Mac. Yeah, I knew I knew it. <laughs> of course. And so, you know, prior to Mac, I managed a store called The Body Shop back when Anita Roddick still owned it. Queen. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And that that really kind of, in looking back in my life, created the roots for what I'm doing now. And I model a lot of what I do within Well People um, as a leader in how she ran her business. Mm -hmm. and um, But there wasn't much makeup, right? And it was yeah. supernatural and no pun intended. <laughs> and when Mac came into my local mall, I immediately was drawn to it. And a friend, I was like, but you know, I loved makeup. I wasn't, I wasn't skilled at it yet. And a really special friend of mine pulled an all-nighter with me and taught me some key skills because back then you had to do makeup during your interview. I nailed them, got the job and the rest is history. So what was the skill where you like, okay, gotta, gotta learn contour real quick <laughs> or what was it? What was the look you did? <laughs> I did a really neutral look. He okay. taught me this super neutral look. I was petrified to do like eyeliner and lip liner and like my hands would shake like getting that close to someone's face I didn't really have to do that before you know I love doing it on myself but it's really different when you're doing it on someone else yeah and so he just really it was confidence yeah yeah you know and that ability to share that confidence with the person in front of you it's like when you get your hair cut you can tell when they're not confident about doing your hair mm -hmm. right and it doesn't feel good the whole time you're mm -hmm. like I just want to get out of this chair yeah. Totally. That was truly what I had to hone into. Like the talent, I think, was there. It was just the confidence. Yeah. So by practicing and practicing, I built my confidence. Yeah, which goes for any career, honestly. So then you went and worked at NARS, right? So tell us what you did there and what was it like working with? Did you ever work with Francois? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Icon. Um, it was phenomenal. And he is, he's an icon and, and definitely a hero of mine and will be forever and ever. I had the opportunity to be trained with him and to work side by side with him. And he is a talented, humble, beautiful man. Mm -hmm. And I feel very lucky for that experience. Is there one particular thing that he taught you about makeup artistry that you still apply to this day, that a skill or, or an, a mantra that he kind of instilled in you? What really made, there's a ton of skill sets that he taught me, but what really stuck with me is his his humbleness, how he really, you know, we would do events and I'd be like, dude, you got to, you have 15 minutes. Let's keep trucking. Everybody, we all had to, um, including him. And he hated that. He really would look at a woman and want to spend time with her and really understand and, 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 and really take to heart what, what she was wanting in terms of her makeup and, and what she wanted to look like and what, 
what issues she was having, you know, at that time. And you could just tell he really wanted to connect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that atmosphere, unfortunately, it didn't lend us the time or ability to connect. Mm -hmm. And but seeing that was really powerful to me because it is a very intimate experience when you get to work with a woman and do her makeup. Let's pause for a moment to highlight one of our awesome sponsors. So it's my favorite time of day right now. Coffee break time. Um, I'm sipping on my mushroom coffee once again. You're a total convert, aren't you? I am loving the Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee mix. It's got lion's mane in it and chaga mushrooms. And honestly, it tastes exactly like coffee. I just watched you make it. This is foolproof. You literally just dump a single packet of powder in a mug, pour in boiling hot water. You're done. Yeah. And it's instant coffee, but it's made with 100% organic Arabica beans. Okay. A lot of people don't know this, but I was once a barista. You were? Oh yeah. So for anyone without professional training, Arabica basically means they're the creme de la creme of coffee beans. You know, we only drink the best around here, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what's cool is that this has half the caffeine of regular coffee and twice the benefits because chaga mushrooms are really powerful anti-inflammatories. And lion's mane mushroom is said to improve brain function like I'm going to be hella productive today. Let's do this, girl. Well, today I'm drinking the chai latte mushroom mix with turkey tail and reishi. Hold up. What is turkey tail? <laughs> Relax. It's a mushroom variety. Everything's vegan and it's named after its multicolored shape similar to a wild turkey. That's so cool. It also has all of those great anti-inflammatory properties you were talking about. So it's going to kind of calm your insides. And of course, it doesn't taste like mushrooms. It just tastes like chai latte. Kind of sweet because it contains coconut milk powder and cinnamon powder too. So it's a little bit spicy. That sounds yummy. Four Sigmatic has a special offer just for our listeners. So if you head to foursigmatic.com slash beauty, you can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash beauty. That's right. Go to foursigmatic.com slash beauty or use discount code beauty at checkout. Now back to today's episode. And so you came to found your own line, which is Well People, with two other people. So Dr. Renee Snyder and James Walker. And I understand that's why there's three in the name. So what happened between uh, good one. leaving NARS and how did you come to start your own line? You know, the, the seed for Well People started when I was at NARS and a lot of it was driven by my clients. So a woman would be in my chair or I'd be doing a private makeup session and she'd be like, Shirley, because this is, remember this was, you know, 13, 14 years ago, roughly now, you know, Shirley, what's a paraben? I had no idea. Shirley, what's, why is mineral oil bad for me? That's a buzzword right now. What is that? What is up with that? I had no idea. I was never trained on ingredients. I was trained to teach you how to sell it, to do it, to use it, to come up with the most beautiful wing liner or the, the most trendy smoky eye. But I was never, ever trained to look at ingredients. So guess what? I started looking at them. I didn't like what I found. And I started making changes in my personal life. And I started making changes in my makeup kit. The problem was none of this makeup worked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was, there was no way it was going to stand you know, to my, my cherished NARS, it wasn't competing with that at all. But it was there and then that we realized, and when I say we, I mean James Walker and Renee, that we realized that there was a tremendous white space. Mm 
within the makeup industry and in the wellness space. So this was like your side hustle while you're still working at it was. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was very transparent. I mm-hmm. shared it with my team and, and they really just supported me in that. Yeah. And for that reason, ours will always be very special in my heart and, and some key members of the team. Well, they must um, have understood it was not competitive because it was just not at going all. to be so different. And, mm-hmm. and that was exactly it. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And so when we brewed up Well People, that was my one contingency. It was like, mm-hmm. if, if I can't put it in my kit mm-hmm. and if it doesn't perform as well as my conventional lipsticks or makeup, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it was a labor of love, a labor of passion, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness, and look at where we're all at now. And so James and Dr. Snyder, how did they play into how the did you form- meet? Yeah, how did you meet? <laughs> Freshman year at UT Austin. Oh, oh wow. 1988. Do the math real quick and then let it go. <laughs> um, and we have been the best friends ever since. And, and truly, you know, I, I grew up military, as you know, and I didn't really have those childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so James and Renee are like the equivalent of my childhood lifetime friends, you wow. know, and, and, you know, it's been, it's been a wonderful journey. You know, I will say that the, the seedling really was, was of well people was really propelled by James mm-hmm. by trade. He's a marketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had it. He's always been a, an entrepreneur since the moment he finished school. He had his own ad agency in Austin, Texas. And one of his clients was Whole Foods. Hmm. And he and I have been beauty junkies since since we've met. Mm-hmm. Like, let's mm-hmm. go get the best boy bronzer. Let's go find what's the best concealer. Let's go. You know, we just we love beauty, skincare, everything. And so here I am having this like this moment with my clients and my customers and people around me in terms of ingredients and cosmetics. And then he's having a moment like he's like one of my clients is Whole Foods and their whole body department is really kind of. Empty shelves. Yeah, it's not It's not there in terms <laughs> mm-hmm, of beauty. Mm-hmm. I think we have something here. Mm. And so that's where it like clicked, you right. know? And that's when we're like, this can happen. We just need to do it right. Right. So then in walks Renee and we're out having margaritas together and we're talking about this plan that James and I are like cooking up. And Renee is like, dudes, I want in. <laughs> this is great. And in her life, you know, she was getting ready to have children. And that is always a key landmark moment in women's lives when they want to start making better choices. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We're talking about some really big, better choices. And she's like, I want in. Mm-hmm. Let's, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And um, and so James, within Well People, of course, his marketing background, he is our marketing guru. He has brought us to life and brought the personality mm-hmm. to the brand. He also manages the social responsibility of the brand, making sure that we kind of walk our talk, mm-hmm. being EWG verified, being mindful of our packaging. So important. Very, very People important. People are watching. People are watching. <laughs> and keeping us looking sexy on top of it all. Yeah. Um, and what about um, Renee? So tell us okay. about like what she specializes in when she brings to the trifecta because I think it's so great that you have these multiple layers of expertise. Renee manages the science behind the brand. So she ensures that everything we put in our product is good for you and good for your skin. She also kind of acts like our living encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) You know, in our industry, on our side of the industry, women easily become alarmed. They're nervous. They are reading ingredient decks now, which is wonderful. But the problem is the sources that they have to research those ingredients can be alarming sometimes. And so when I, my advice to women when they're looking up ratings and 
trying to check the, you know, the, the toxicity of a product. Look at it with kind of a really wide scope. Don't hone in. Um, because there's a lot of factors that can go in there. And, and Renee really helps us with that. Mm-hmm. A, from just a sheer definition of what a particular ingredient is. She can really be honest about it with us. She can speak to sources. And she can speak to the reality of it. And that's very, very helpful. You know, a, a big example of that is, for instance, like with titanium dioxide in makeup right now in the loose powder format. Mm-hmm. It's not that great for you to inhale, right? Mm-hmm. But she really can break it down and explain, you know, when it's in a cream format and in a cream product, it's a lot more stable. It's a, it's it's healthier for you. And back when nanoparticles became the big buzzword now mm-hmm. too, she was really able to break it down and, and explain to you what was the difference in the sizes of those particles mm-hmm. and which particles are better for you, which ones are worth. You know, titanium dioxide, for instance, is used as a white pigment. Mm-hmm. Those, the molecule is very large, and so it doesn't penetrate. She brings out that information mm-hmm. in a very doctoral, straightforward way. Mm-hmm. We've interviewed a lot of brand founders and, you know, a lot of them, they need this connection to a chemist to really like make their products amazing. And we've found by talking to a lot of founders that a lot of chemists were like, don't even bother. Like if you were trying to formulate natural, especially back when you were oh, doing gosh, this. Yeah. So how did you hard. find the right person? A lot of searching and okay. travel. Okay. And interviewing. Oh. Interviewing, interviewing, interviewing. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's not that they, they again, the whole training aspect, right? Like, I was never trained to look at ingredients. Mm-hmm. They were never trained to, like, make natural products. They're trained yeah. to make products that function yes. beautifully and feel good. And there's a lot of shortcuts that they're used to taking. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of easy buttons to hit in the manufacturing process when you're working with like conventionals. Mm -hmm. The easy buttons necessarily aren't there Mm -hmm. in in when you're working with natural ingredients. They're very unstable. You need to figure out how they really, and that's where a chemist comes in. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes a big challenge for them to figure out just stability alone when mm-hmm. it comes to natural products. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen to them. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I always would joke with my customers. I'm like, it's only natural. Don't judge it. It, it does its own thing. And right. it's true. That's, that was my biggest learning curve was the performance piece did vary a lot and the actual product could vary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Live with it, people. You got to figure it out. <laughs> it's you <know>? alive. <laughs> it, and so we can't, it's, it's, we can't control it. But we can to a degree, you know, yeah. and that was earlier on. Mm-hmm. Now, chemists are becoming more aware and they're finding great ingredients that can replace mm-hmm. those conventional ingredients. We don't use silicone or dimethicone in anything that we do. Um, it's not a toxic product. It's not necessarily bad for you. It's not great for the environment, first, you know, first and foremost. But, you know, skin-wise... Your skin, it, it, it will not hurt your skin, but any issue you have, it'll only exasperate it. Mm-hmm. It's like putting a layer of saran wrap on top of your face when you tend to break out easily or you have mm-hmm. rosacea. It's not going to make it better. It's just going to kind of seal that sucker in there. Mm-hmm. So I refuse to use it in anything that we make. Mm-hmm. But it does provide a big function within makeup. Mm-hmm. It makes things slick. It makes it go on the skin gorgeous. It creates a beautiful glow. It just feels good. With another one of our products, our Biotint Multi-Action Moisturizer, that product also took close to five, six years to nail. We're still still working on it and evolving it. Mm. Broccoli seed oil was a replacement mm. um, for using a dimethicone. I have heard of that. 
you know, this this product, the Biotint Multi-Action Moisturizer, is an SPF 30. And the zinc kept turning my face white. We weren't using titanium dioxide. We, this is true non-micronized zinc at a 20% level, which will flatten, mattify, and like kind of whiten the face. And so I was having trouble not getting rid of that chalkiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Broccoli seed oil was a perfect replacement. Mm. Took forever to find, but it's beautifully thin. It slides on the skin. It absorbs at a at a at an appropriate pace, and it's loaded with vitamin K and super good for you. So who would have wanted? And, and yes, it smells like broccoli, but my product does not, and I can live with that. <laughs> okay, it's in the shopping cart. <laughs> and so your stores, you have two stores. Is that right? I have one. One. We okay. did have two. Okay. Um, we're in the process of moving one, but okay. we have now the one in um, Austin at the domain. Yeah. And so is the plan, obviously, a lot of niche brands, indie brands are direct and consumer these days. Do you feel like you're going to grow more in that arena? Or do you think you might open more stores? It's neither, actually. Stores, opening more stores was a part of our initial plan. Mm -hmm. Opening a store is really, really hard. And it's hard when you have a brand as well. Mm -hmm. And so we have put all of our attention into the brand and the distribution of the brand. We position ourselves as a brand for everybody. Mm -hmm. And accessibility is super important to us. A couple years back, we sat on a panel and a young influencer said, you know, I really love your makeup. I can't afford your makeup. And so here you are telling me how good it is for me. And I want to make those choices, but I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And that really hit home. And so we lowered our prices by 30% within the next few months. And we were able to do that across the board, across the board. It was a lot, but we were able to do that, thankfully, to all of our supporters and our customers. I mean, we've grown, we grew, we grew to a point where we could lower our cost of goods and lower our retail price in exchange. And it really, really We thought we'd lose money. We didn't. It was the opposite. We made more money and more sales, I should Mm -hmm. say. And it really, you know, I'm I'm really proud to say we we have proven ourselves to be a makeup brand for everyone. The green makeup business has changed so much, I'm sure, since you started 11 years ago. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, it's like night and day. You know, A, when we first started the brand and we would do our desk sides and sit with different beauty editors, beauty editors didn't ask us about ingredients. Like they didn't have the conversations we're having today. You know, it was just kind of like, what's new? What does it do? How does it perform? Bam. (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Now I'm getting ingredient questions. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm getting sustainability questions. Mm -hmm. It's the climate has completely changed thanks to brands like us. Mm -hmm. And for all of us really cohesively coming together and making a charge and a demand to see that change in the market. Mm -hmm. And so what's very, very different now, what I love seeing is, yes, we started our brand early on and maybe we were one of the singletons, you know, now we are like a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I joke with Rosemarie a lot from RMS. I love her, love her, love her. And, um, you know, I come from this makeup industry where we all kind of were in hardcore competition with each other. It's not that way on our side of the spectrum now, you know, and Rosemarie came along soon after we did, you know, almost like right at the same time, but a little bit after. (laughs) um, But I love her. We always joke just on how informed 
our customers are, how informed now folks that are reaching out for us for distribution, and at the same time, how not informed they are. Mm -hmm. From a business perspective, let's face it, this is trend Mm -hmm. also. And so we do have a lot of retailers reaching out that have no natural plan. And when I say like strategy, there is no strategy to sell our brand. Our brand needs strategy. Mm -hmm. Not everybody understands how to navigate our natural industry. And so we do have retailers that reach out. And in, in our conversations, as we kind of groom what could be, we quickly realize that this can't happen. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Because I think retailers are right now realizing this has to happen. But how do we navigate the customer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our in our shopping experience while at the same time not not losing what they have also with their conventional, right. mm-hmm. you know, and it's, so it's a tough space. Mm-hmm. We always end sort of on asking advice. And um, since you started a business with two friends um, and you're still friends, <laughs> we wanted to ask you about starting a business with partners. And if there's any advice you would have to up and coming entrepreneurs or just something that really guides your relationship and makes it a success. You know, the biggest piece of advice is it everything it's it's do what you love. I always tell anybody that. Like when they want to start a business, don't think about what's going to make you more money. Do what you love. If you love it, that shows and then success comes. When starting with business with partners, I think it's very important to have a mutual respect for each other and each other's talents. And so you have to be, you know, James, Renee, and I, we're all Virgos. Our birthdays are two weeks apart. Our birthdays are really, really fun in September. But we really respect each other because we really, we all specialize in things so differently. So me, it's makeup. James is marketing. Renee is science and, and skin. And so we we have something to bring to the table for each other. Mm-hmm. And that is my piece of advice is in choosing who you go into business with friendship aside, choose somebody that's going to balance out your talents Mm -hmm. and cover your weaknesses. And so that is a secret to our success and why we are all still friends after having a business for so long and better friends at that. We have five rapid fire questions for you. Can I ask you about your hair? Because I love your hair (laughs) and your whole look. You've got this great pixie haircut. Um, Tell us like how long you've had it. Is it a signature look for you? Is it new? And what hair products you use to every day? Um, It is kind of a signature haircut. Um, For me, I've had it. My hair has been this short for, I can't even tell you how long. (laughs) Like I, I had longer hair in college. And then as soon as like, I got out of college. It just started getting gradually shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. And it's still getting shorter and shorter and shorter (laughs) and shorter. And then product wise, I really don't use much. Yeah. You know, I use, I use the Rawa hair elixir because it has this beautiful Palo Santo scent and that kind of, I mean, I have really short hair, so there's nothing really to hold into place. So by massaging that oil into my hair, it just naturally kind of stays down and shiny. Nice. So good. What would we find on your top shelf when it comes to skin? Marie Veronique's vitamin C. Okay. A lot of people have said that. I've not tried that. I need to get on it. Um, Best margarita in Austin. Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Pull those. Oh, yeah? Okay. Hole in the wall. But trust me. Okay. The number one thing that your mom and dad taught you? Oh, God. Lots of things. (laughs) Um, Number one thing is, is just... To always love, like always start with kindness and calmness. You know, we had a 
rocky start <laughs> and through my, my adolescent years. But my mother always, always had my back, you know, and my father as well. But they both led everything with just from a place of acceptance. Yeah, that's great. Even when they didn't want to. <laughs> What's the last book you've read? The last, ever since having a two-year-old, I haven't read that many books. And so the last <laughs> book, you. not like... My last book I read is called Oh Crap About Potty Training. <laughs> That's one. great. So there you have it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a cherry bomb, like a cherry bomb.